0: And be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds argue with each other. (laughs) All right. We're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. Welcome to the Fourth Pillar of Play, a Night Shift Radio production where we support your adventure in tabletop game design by discussing, learning, and creating right alongside you. Good evening, everyone, or good morning, or good noon, or good whatever time you are listening, and hello, Josh. Hey. How are you doing? I'm great.
1: I hope everyone is enjoying their commute in this morning
0: yes yeah exactly because of course most people will
1: be listening i feel to like this. statistically that's probably the most like
0: monday morning first yeah. thing because that's yeah. what they wake
1: up going oh, oh darn it's they monday. wake up and they go oh, oh man, i hate monday. oh wait but oh, i have a new episode of <gasps> the fourth right. pillar of play and
0: and i get to listen to that on and, their exactly 55 minute drive into work and they forget
1: their coffee they don't oh, even care they, they don't, don't even need, need it
0: because the best part of waking up yeah. is fourth pillar of play in your podcast player
1: yeah that's good I,
0: folgers I, will not sue me
1: no well they can let them <laughs> Pranks um, Folgers anyway. Yeah. So
0: in our last episode, we discussed the divine forces of
1: Esterok. Oh, and all the listeners have a treat today because I listened to our last episode yesterday, as a, as opposed to what I don't get around to it, and I don't remember what we talked. So about. So you are the one
0: that remember exactly what was in our podcast uh, last unfortunately, week. Unfortunately, no.
1: Man, but I'm I'm gonna remember. Quickly. That was that was really excited there for I a know, hot second. <laughs> I'm going to remember quickly. You know, we went through the pantheons. We did, and uh, we at the with the time discussed the duality. You know, doing a duality of gods, mm-hmm. which um, we which we did in the yep. fi- in the
0: graphic that we tweeted and yep. and Instagrammed out. Yep. all of our divine forces are primal. Primals, that's right. The For divine them. primals. The divine primals. The yep. divine primals. The uh, the divine primals are presented in pairs mm-hmm. in descending order of. Influence, yeah, power of overall, yeah, yeah, and we will be doing some more fleshing out of the iconography and the ideas and attitudes yeah. associated with the divine primals as we continue to go through. Mm-hmm. And the, but we also discussed those other tiers of divine beings. Yeah. We've talked a bunch about Iliastrians and how that's going to be a playable lineage in the future, but we don't want to jump into that just yet because I feel like we need to get more more design under our belt.
1: Right. I, I think. I think. I don't know, I increasingly think that the more world-type uh, lore that we build out, I think it'll better inform the peoples of that world. Right. You know,
0: so. So, and I, yeah, absolutely. And so, Iliastrians are on our TBD, to mm-hmm. be designed list. Right. And then we took your idea of our uh, fragmented, left-behind demigods. Yeah, the, the orphan gods. The or orphan gods. The, yeah. the, the, the shadows of gods of other worlds. And you came up with your idea of the, the the Divine Congress.
1: Right, which are the ones who want power, but they don't want to do as much work as... You know, right. They don't mind sharing power as long as they have life.
0: Yeah, they're working together to... Well, basically... Consolidate the belief in one co- direction. Exactly, yeah. so that they can survive. Yeah. Theoretically, the Congress of Divinity, the Divine Congress, the yeah. members of that Divine Congress, the demigods, the fragments, whatever mm-hmm. we end up formally calling them, yeah, is they have a real fear of dying Mm -hmm. and it's the the you die twice who is it that said you die twice the the day you die and then the last time someone ever says your name
1: oh okay that's that same that that's that same philosophical sad thinking of you know one day your mother put you down and never picked you up again ah right i mean Exactly. exactly right like your mom used to pick you up all the time to comfort you but one day was the last time and you're like well okay wow also the last time made dinner for me and now i have to do it every night on my own you know right it all depends on how you feel about it philosophically one but yeah, day, it's, it's one it's day might
0: thing. be the last time you get to hold your loved
1: ones any moment can be yeah but i'm i, I don't want to get too much this is not it. that kind we're of podcast josh we're having that we're having that existential i know because
0: <laughs> we were talking about the pathological fear of death today <laughs> during work
1: because that's what you do yes
0: well my middle schoolers didn't have any unique insights into my no, fear of death n- no good input
1: yeah, it was the worst. They're oh. just—they're terrible counselors, <laughs> but they're free. But, but they're free, and they—they <laughs> they can't leave because right. I could give them detention, and they essentially have, uh, you know, it, they're essentially going to have a a, 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 a client, patient, client privilege because no one will believe what they say. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't miss. I
0: don't. <laughs> I do not abuse the trusted relationship between no, of course teacher and student. Yeah, that's just, but that's, that's that's some funny. That's yeah. some funny stuff.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs>
0: all right. So we have our Congress, uh, our Divine Congress, and we have our uh, Divine Primals. Right. Uh, the Primals are now sta- uh, not statted because they don't really have stats.
1: Right. Well, and the Primals, I think we have decided essentially are going to be, they're, they're, they're more of a, a story MacGuffin type of thing. You're right. you're not going to fight them because you will lose.
0: Exactly. They're they're a force. <clears throat> you, right. you can exactly. no more fight the nature primal than you can fight
1: the storm. Yeah, I, and I think you know you're going to more likely fight these orphan gods, these demigods, whatever we're going to go mm-hmm. with. Um, those are the ones you're you're going to have a chance of coming across. And I'm reminded of my favorite, the Monkey King. So the Monkey King story. He he storms heaven because they've been fooling, they've been messing with Sun Wukong. They give him a BS job in heaven and he thinks he's a god of something. He's not. Eventually wages war on all of the heavens, but it ends up being the Buddha that stops him. And it's because of the immensity of the power of Buddha, right? Because basically he has, Sun Wukong has lain waste to the rest of heaven. Um, Anything they threw against him, he took out. So then basically all the other gods, they kind of go to Buddha and they're like... Because Buddha isn't really a god. It's a very weird relation. It's a very hard to understand relationship. I know nothing, nothing about this. So, so it's a philosophy that's part of God. So anyway, so eventually all the gods... The the king of heaven basically goes to Buddha and is like, you got to do... something. Like, we can't do anything about it. He's like, you know, Buddha's kind of more or less like, that's not really my thing, but okay. So the, he says, Sun Wukong, you know, I'm going to... You know, you need to stop doing this. It's going to stop now. And they basically... Just to summarize it, basically he's like, he, he challenges him. He says, you know, um, I'm trying to remember what he does, but either way, Sung Wukong jumps to the end of the world to show how powerful he is. And when he gets to the very end of the world, he sees these five pillars. Um, Wait, you mean four pillars? Well, it was, it was five pillars. Um, and he pees on one to show that he went all the way to the end of the world. This is now officially my favorite right. mythological story ever. So then he ever. jumps back and he's like, hey, you know what? I just jumped all the way to the end of the world. And the Buddha is shaking his hands off. Because the Buddha is everything. And when Sung Wukong jumped to the end of the world, he only jumped to the end of the length of Buddha's arm. And the pillars were Buddha's fingers. And when he peed on the pillar, he actually peed on, on Buddha's hands. And it made Sung Wukong realize how insignificant he was when put up against something truly powerful and truly great in within the universe. And that humbles him and he were able to get heaven under control. Well, that's a very cool story. Journey of the West is awesome. You should, you should read. It's very good. What is Journey of the West? Journey to the West is actually the the next part of it's after this point, Sung Wukong becomes basically the converted. Well, so this is this is I'm just when I say what
0: is this? It's, yeah. Is this? It's a is, big
1: it's a big story about basically Sun Wukong about how Buddhism came. So
0: it's a Buddhist text.
1: It's a Buddhist text. Yes. Okay, so go look for it. it's, okay. it's, it's a, or at I'm, least a summary. It's very I'm, good. I'm making a note for the yeah. show notes. It's very interesting stuff. Okay, it's a great story.
0: So I want. Well, I, we had talked oh, about side note. Sung Wukong oh. also afraid of dying big part, of, big part of who he is all right so you're so, calling me a monkey who wants to pee on but it's like my
1: favorite mythological character so that's okay I, all
0: right um the divine congress is going to be more interactable entities yes the, definitely the divine primals i was thinking about divine primals as basically um uh, uh oh what's the word it's it's from call of the wild um uh, yeah i think
1: you mentioned that the other day but now i can't yeah remember i otherwise. know it's
0: because i just had it in my head and then we started talking about sun Wukong, and now yeah. the word primordial
1: yeah yeah yep
0: that the divine the divine primals are primordial beings they right. are what will eventually evolve into gods given enough time and belief. so yeah
1: so so i've also kind of come to the conclusion too that as much as i'm like for some reason just enamored with the hearth god and the trickster god right um they i still want to be above the congress and above the others but they're more likely to be a bridge between the primals as far as power goes okay i think make them strong cuz maybe put them more um uh, uh on par with the demon lord oragal oragal yeah maybe they cuz i want oragal to be above most of you know he'd have to be above the demigod types as well but he's not up at the primal god level or I, I imagine
0: Aurigal has gotten himself to the point where the demigods one-on-one against Aurigal, Aurigal wins. Yep. But he does have to be careful if the demigods gang up on him.
1: Right. However, the demigods wouldn't do that because if they move against Aurigal, that may actually bring down the nature primal. Because Oragol is responsible for keeping Eldric po- forces at bay.
0: Right, that's right. So, so if you they, get rid of Oragol, then all of a sudden nature gets ticked off. The nature primal. Yeah. Because he's filling Cthulhu. Yeah, comes exactly. Through.
1: Cthulhu is a thing he's handling, uh. and that's their agreement. You know, that's the contract they have. So that's what keeps him safe. That doesn't keep him safe from other demons and other devils and things in, in this general area, but it does make it so that you're not likely to have too many people willing to move against him because with too much success. Because right now
0: we have a machine. Estrok is a machine mm-hmm. with a lot of moving parts that keep it propagating forward.
1: Right. Life's, life's, life continuing, civilization continuing is a very delicate, mm-hmm. ma- is delicate machinery. And you need that kind of celestial.
0: Yeah, because in a lot of Dungeons and Dragons and fantasy stories in general, you have a lot of people who are like, society's delicately balanced you know, equilibrium. Mm-hmm. Let's screw that up right, right now. Let's just smash that. And right. everything will be great when in reality, that's actually not what would happen. Have you, you you've not read, um, I've talked about before, um, Brian McClellan's book, uh, The Powder Mage Trilogy. I,
1: I knew you were going to say Powder Mage Trilogy. Yeah.
0: Um, the entire premise of that is that it begins with the overthrow of a government, mm-hmm. and then the trilogy is about just the nonsense that happens trying to because they're like we're going to overthrow this corrupt government they assassinate and overthrow the the government in the beginning Mm -hmm. and then they have these great ideals for the world they want to make and they can't do it because it's everything's falling to crap because all these moving pieces get kind of all tangled up well it's
1: because philosophically you had the revolutionaries and the rebel and the rebels which are two different things Mm -hmm. and you have to bring them together you know revolutionaries are very political the rebels are like no we weren't doing this for politics and then the whole thing can fall apart i haven't read the book but i mean it's philosophical it's but, pretty
0: awesome I, i'm so excited that yeah. he teased in 2020 right before the pandemic he teased that the options had been bought for a tv show which oh, well then at least he's set well
1: <laughs> if they it, all you gotta uh, do if, is sell it <laughs> i know
0: but i just i i need to stop reading when authors tell me that they're awesome books that i really like have been optioned for something right. because it literally means nothing nowadays no, it means very little. It basically means like, great, roll a five percent chance. Yeah, if you get if you could a crit on your d twenty. Well, you know their best be a show.
1: You know that that best the best chance of getting it done. That window is closing um, because they're pulling back on streaming. They, mm-hmm. You know, they thought everyone would never leave their house again because our capitalism is stupid and fragile, and it doesn't realize that it needs to adjust as time goes. <laughs> you know, like things aren't. It's always not that kind of podcast same. either, sorry, Josh. Sorry, I sorry, know. But I mean, you know, but a lot of things, you know, are getting shelved. Yeah. I mean HBO Max definitely isn't making anything. Oh. Netflix dropped all their animation. It's been a practically. Bloodbath lately. Yeah. That's gonna, you know, that's fine. Just more people can go play a tabletop role playing game.
0: Exactly. You should turn to tabletop role-playing game. For
1: sure. We're not gonna have any
0: shortage of critical role media on Amazon, it looks like.
1: No, which is good because I love that cartoon. Yeah, it's great. Yeah.
0: So hey, but in today's episode, now that mm-hmm. we've taken forever to get I around know, to it, I we know. have sort of slowly circled the drain. And mm-hmm. now we're at this point where I, we want to start creating some of our divine congress. Right. One tier down from the big gods is the demigods, the divine congress, the fragments, name to be decided.
1: So here's a question. Sure. Now, and this is topical given recent OGL uh, SRD stuff. Um d- can we make now gods that have a tie to, say, Faerun or... we? I See, that would require doing a
0: word search in the now Creative Commons 5.1 right. SRD mm-hmm. and finding if any of those things are listed in it. Right. It's, and it, I don't know if it's just a name or what it is, because, for instance, Strad von Zarovich is now in the Creative Commons... And the vampire Strahd von Zarovich is 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 in in the creative commons. But you can't take the Curse of Strahd stat block and throw it in your book. Right. You could create a vampire lord stat block of your own, or you could just take a vampire stat block from Mm -hmm. the SRD, Yep. and you could call
1: him Strahd von Zarovich and put it in an adventure. Right. So. I will say... I st- I meant it the other day. I think all of our characters, all of our monsters, should have advantage against Strahd Vanzarovich, Just for the game. <laughs> and just like all things, it's sort of like the uh, apologies to Matt Damon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's just a running
0: gag that everything on Estrak has advantage against Strahd Van Zarovich, the vampire Strahd. Van. <laughs> but we're going to we have created several different. We've created a couple different kinds of monsters, and not mm-hmm. several, but like because right. we're slow and steady. Well, we have right. ideas, and yeah, you know. exactly. We created our slither shadow. Mm-hmm. We created um, a couple of variations of the slither shadow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And no, I don't think
1: we wrote them down. We just talked about. Them.
0: I think one of them got statted out right um, in the document. Mm-hmm. But yes, we still we have some options right. there. And just we t- were talking about the Talon cat when the OGL fiasco exploded in That's our face. Right. Yep. And so we never did an episode where we went through and statted it out. We talked through the CR five line mm-hmm. um, of Paul Hughes' work. To come up with like the general stats, yeah. But then, as a little extra bonus this week, yep. we sat down and and statted out the Talon Cat and yep. put it out on Instagram. So if you haven't taken a look at it yet, we have a we have our Talon Cat statted out. At least the version point one, yeah, version point one, because yep. then I'm gonna I'm gonna run it against one of my D and D groups at some point and see like, all right, mm-hmm. how awful and or awesome yeah. or too awesome is this?
1: Speaking of Instagram. Yes. Welcome to all of our new followers that yes, we exactly. picked up on Instagram. We really appreciate that you came and found us. Took so the time to you're not bots. You don't seem it, so that's great. We hope. We're hoping. We're hoping. And if you are, listen, nothing against bots. No, I,
0: I'm totally fine with that as long as you like stuff. That's <laughs> all right. A Congress of Former Deities. Mm-hmm. Let's really we're gonna we're gonna dive deep into this concept because it's an opportunity for us to try developing. And this is gonna probably be a multi part.
1: This right. Is gotta, it would have to be because this, for yeah. the
0: size of the thing we're creating, and we're
1: very front-loaded,
0: talkative on this. W- that's okay. That's yeah. what people are here for. Yeah, that's true. We're only about so. fifteen minutes in. We're really? It, okay, yeah, I we're know. Doing great. Okay. We're doing fantastic. Yes. But the nice thing about the Congress, the mm-hmm. the, the the Congress of Demigods, is that. It opens us up to create as many as we want, mm-hmm. and we can always create a new one. Oh, you didn't know about this one? This was some no. weird god that nobody even knew about when yep. the world and was sealed.
1: What I always, what I'm drawn to is their accessibility. Mm-hmm. Makes them. I'm looking to get into the. Con, I'm I'm looking to get into that, and I need you group of adventurers to help me do X, Y, Z. You scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. Right. I like the idea of there being intrigues to try to, you know, become a piece of the stability. Maybe to de-state. There's just so much you can do with it.
0: Right, because they're aloof. Mm-hmm. The Congress is aloof. Right, because otherwise they would be problem solvers. Right. Yeah. They should be problem causers as much as they're well, problem yeah, solvers. Well, yeah. Exactly.
1: You know, they're gonna have to be. So I mean,
0: you know, uh, otherwise it'd just be like, oh, the, well, we're every, okay because we've got a divine Congress. I mean, every
1: pantheon that you can think of uh, has the infighting, which causes the conflict. Exactly. Right. Um who would be in charge? Take a,
0: take just a smattering. Let's take all of the the gods of earth mythology that we just kind of know off the top of our head. <laughs> mm. What kind of or and and or fantasy cosmologies? Mm. What kind of god would be at the top of that congress? What gods would be the top? So what are the So what are the Faerûn? What are the top gods? You've got like Pelor or yeah. is that Greyhawk? I oh, don't remember.
1: Um yeah, I can never remember the names. Um, Faerun, you know, I don't I don't know all the gods all We'll
0: time. have to, I'll put a link to some, the Faerun uh, cosmology, but I do know that very often the pinnacle of god
1: uh, pantheons is the sun god. Yep. Um, so I mean, Odin is wisdom. Is Odin his, is wisdom. Zeus is thunder. Zeus is thunder, but he stole wisdom because he like ate his kid, right? Isn't that his no, thing? No, Kronos ate the children. I feel like Zeus did that too. Did Didn't Zeus What is one up of his with his the kids? Greek myths, man? I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. This is sure... why I don't like Greek mythology. No, did Zeus give? No, he swallowed his one daughter because she was smart. Because Greeks believed that your intellect was in your gut. Oh, I'll look it up. If you're talking. I'm, okay. I'm trying to remember because I know.
0: So why are wisdom gods always always women? I'm not saying that. Like, oh, why do women have to be all the wisdom? Yeah, careful. I know, be careful. Right, I know so that, is, that is the opposite of what I am trying to yeah. communicate. Yeah. Like, what is that about that that in, throughout human history, wisdom tends to get, wisdom is associated with women. I mean, aside from the natural fact that, I don't know. I think was, women are just more like <laughs> They're more likely to be wise. <laughs> they're just wiser. I don't know. Because it's Norse mythology. Yeah. Greek mythology. Do you know that in in the the Christian Bible, mm-hmm. um, wisdom is referred to as a she, even though it's also sort of referred to as part of God?
1: Huh. Yeah, I wonder why. I mean, the only time that
0: that divineness is given the uh, female pronoun in the Bible that I'm aware of is when it's referred to as wisdom, and then it's
1: called she. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why that is. I mean, it. I mean, it tracks to me. I mean, okay. So, I I guess all these things are going to develop in a world that we're going to assume is a little bit more base, more likely to be combative than normal, than typical. Okay. Yeah. Um. And you know, various standardized gender roles they go back pretty far Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe it's that men are meant to make war men are meant to ask questions you know men would fight the wars generally uh i mean there's more and more coming up that that wasn't wow josh i know what a fiasco what (laughs) (laughs) but i mean you know just historically that's again it's their expectation um, I don't know. There's got to be... There's a book. There's there's yeah. a book on oh, this. Oh, I'm sure. There's Ladies and gentlemen, we're
0: asking these questions in order to make to sure that we are not falling into gender norms right.
1: that are harmful in any way. Well, it's hard because we want to do this divinity thing, but I think we want to pretty much avoid gender in general. Well, and that's <laughs> sort of the thing. One of the things
0: I would really like to do with our divine Congress and our demigods is I want to make them kind of alien. Yeah. So, okay. So let me throw out... A, I was trying to imagine... Well, so for instance... A sun god. Yeah. There's been a lot of, there's a lot of different sun gods in fantasy. Okay. Okay. Yep. So what's to say that they wouldn't all sort of amalgamate into one sun god on mm-hmm. Estrak? And I have this image in my head of like a 15 foot tall golden being with like four arms, a head that's got three faces all the way around it, like the mm-hmm. He-Man villain. Yep. And, um, you know, a pair of, like maybe two pairs of wings off its, it's like kind it's, of like a it's, hodgepodge. It's a
1: He-Man hero he man, many faces is actually a good
0: one. oh sorry wait no it's the cyclops as the rotating that's
1: triclop track. and that's just as i'm on the wrong podcast apparently <laughs> yeah.
0: all right so i'll put a link in the show notes to what's he called many face many
1: faces oh that's right because they all have pun names no, they're all punny <laughs> i remember they had to rename uh merman he's the one that isn't punny because oh. the original one they threw out was seaman <laughs> <Yeah>, that <laughs> exactly. wouldn't work they saw problems with that
0: many faces on he-man will go in the show notes man Everyone's going to be like, why are there so many show notes and links in this week's episode? It's because Talon is sitting here making actual physical notes as we record.
1: Um, Here's another one for you. Um, In an odd reversal of fortune, Zeus swallowed Metis whole when a prophecy was revealed that she was destined to bear a son greater than his father. Metis afterwards bore a daughter, Athena, within the belly of the god and equipped her with arms and armor before she was rebirthed from Zeus's head. Zeus peeled his head open and Athena came out. Um, Where did
0: she get arms and armor in his stomach? um, They were there. I I don't know. It doesn't say. I don't
1: feel like you really sold that answer, Josh. (laughs) All gods keep it in there in case, I don't know. Maybe. Oh, this is is my spleen sword. Just in case. Just in case. They're swallowing each other all the time. (laughs) Um, And uh, Metis was the Greek goddess of wise counsel. Greek gods don't tend to have a the Greek gods always they don't have an opposite, right? So there's a goddess of wise counsel, but there's not a god of wise counsel, right? They don't. Correct. Yeah. Hmm.
0: So, I we have really gone askew yes, of the so. point here. We've talked about He-Man, gender norms.
1: So you're talking about the gods would form into potentially kind of fuse. Yeah, I, what I what
0: I'm saying is I think that our Congress of Divinity mm-hmm should be beings that are alien in nature, not just big, pretty humans. Right. Because
1: you're saying like the angels about how they're just incomprehensible by human minds. And yeah,
0: exactly. Okay. Now we've also said that we want them to be able to walk among people unnoticed. Mm-hmm. So I think one of their abilities should be to disguise self. Sure. Let's just say like right off the, because we're, again, we're coming at these as we're doing this for the story and right. we're also doing this to to hone our skills, developing high level monsters,
1: which is the thing we haven't done yet.
0: Which is the thing we haven't done. we've done low level, we've done fifth level, mm-hmm. we haven't done like we haven't gone into like seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. But you know what? I've done that before, mm-hmm. and that's cool and everything. And we'll certainly do some of that. But let's 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 flex the muscles. Let's let's give ourselves a little bit of a you know a a, a muscle test here. Okay. And let's jump to a higher challenge rating. Okay. Okay. Yep. So. The first thing I'm going to say is they don't all have to be the same challenge rating. We should definitely have some variations, but they should all be high, mm-hmm. right? Okay, yeah. So I guess my first thing would be, do you want to create a good one or a bad one? Well, I mean, I feel like a bad one would be easier. Okay, So that's fine. let's go with a bad one. Okay, we're going to create a bad demigod. Now, we have stat guidance mm-hmm. from CR0 all the way up through, through CR30. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think they should be CR30. Okay, yeah, that's... That's too high. Yeah. A Lich is CR 21. Drag El- Elder Dragons are CR 22. I kind of see them sort of around there.
1: Yeah, because something... I like the idea that something else could exist that could challenge them that's also high level. Sure. Because they, they need to be accessible.
0: Well, when we develop um, Estrox Godzilla. Right. <laughs> the the, the Tarask slash Godzilla of Estrox mm-hmm. will be CR 30. Right. Okay. And it'll be the most terrifying thing ever. Yeah. But then we'll never, you'll never, ever, 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 ever use it. It's a thought experiment, basically, only.
1: I'm all for that.
0: Um. So so we could do, like, 22, 21, 20, somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to share with you a document that I read for this podcast today. It is a chapter from the Kobold Guide to Monsters, the mm-hmm. Kobold's Guide to Monsters, yeah, uh, from Kobold Press. And it's the book full of essays about monster creation and using monsters in your game. And there is a chapter in there uh, by Crystal Frazier called The Hierarchy of Draconic Needs. Mm -hmm. Now, this chapter doesn't specifically deal with developing and creating your own high-level monsters. The idea of her chapter is that she is saying that... Oh, by the way, uh, Crystal Frazier is a uh, freelancer, Dungeons & Dragons writer, Pathfinder writer, Marvel Comics writer. Um, Oh, okay. So... Well, after a brief interruption, yes, we had a little bit of technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. So, if we're creating a CR twenty-two God, yeah, I don't want to... like with all. Oh, sorry, no, I was talking about um Crystal Fraser. Perfect. Yeah, sorry, so, Crystal Fraser is a writer for Marvel. She wrote for Pathfinder and worked on Pathfinder. She worked for D&D, she's now, and she's now a freelancer. She's so a general freelancer. Yep. Okay. Um, and she wrote a chapter here called The Hierarchy of Draconic Needs, which is more about making existing monsters not boring. But there's an interesting section where she talks about a monster has needs. Mm-hmm. A monster has to have needs. Our gods, demigods, have to have needs as well. Mm-hmm. And we might be able to use those needs to help us kind of inform the way we are creating them. Okay. Yeah. So we're creating an evil demigod. Yeah. Evil dem even d- evil demigods have needs. They do. Emotional. They whatever hurt, hurt people. Hurt people. Hurt people. Hurt people. <laughs> so, for instance, yeah. creatures need have physical needs. Right. According to this article. So okay. Um, yeah. Um. These are like the basic needs for survival, and they might be different for a demigod. If physical needs of a demigod are going to be different than the physical needs of a farmer.
1: Okay. Yeah. For sure.
0: The uh monster has to have safety needs. This and this it says the base. These are the basic needs revolving around security and long-term survival. That's going to be a big one for our demigods. Mm-hmm. Community needs and belonging. Right. By the time a monster is thinking about community needs, they're beginning to focus on uh, psychological needs and wants as much as their basic survival. Okay. So this is broken up with. It's like the the hierarchy of needs for humans. You know, food, shelter at the top,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: moving all the way down to self-actualization. Okay, yeah. So after community needs as prestige needs. Uh, While it can mean respect or fear, prestige also means seeking a sense of independence and individuality, the ability for a single person to make their own choices. Monsters fulfilling prestige needs might not want to be disrespected or may simply insist they shouldn't have consequences for their actions. Okay. So I thought that one could be fun to play with as well. And then lastly, as far as needs, creative slash personal needs. Um, The pinnacle of the hierarchy of needs are elements related to personal growth and becoming the best version of oneself. And I thought that was an interesting, that might be an interesting way to look at creating
1: our demigod monster. Right. Because a demigod isn't going to be, you know, generally when you, my knee-jerk reaction when I think of gods is I think of like the arrogance of the Greek gods. Sure. Um, But I I don't think these ones function like that. They're going to have to have pieces of it, but it can't be their driving force. Well, because they're sort of a
0: little mutated. Right. They're, 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 they're essentially, they're a little mutated. And I like the idea that they all, they all, they struggle themselves with maintaining a sense of self. Mm -hmm. They struggle with, so for instance, how about this? Fragments, if they're not careful, eventually dissolve into the Iliaster of the world.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And they have to do, and so they're, maybe they're constantly fighting to keep themselves existing.
1: Right. Because they don't have the usual fuel. A fuel of worship.
0: Yeah. So even when they've got a worship, there's not enough people. This is right. the, this world is still cosmologically and speaking fledgling, and,
1: and it's a shared worship.
0: Exactly, they're sharing it with other things. To them, and yeah, they don't have a church or a temple. And maybe some of them do, and then the others are really jealous. Yeah, and there's a lot there. Yeah, there's a lot there. But I like that the idea that they have to physically work to keep themselves together, mm-hmm.
1: and that could maybe go into the design of being an actual issue when they get to a point where they're bloodied. Absolutely, you know, they start to lose it's hard to keep that cohesion going.
0: Also, mechanically speaking, that could be reflected in um, their legendary resistances. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. assuming these are legendary creatures. <laughs> a legendary resistance, um, and Paul Hughes' work in The Monstrous Menagerie especially, uh, legendary resistances have a story element and uh, something changes as they are used up. Okay. So like, yeah. for, again, for dra- uh, several of the dragons have something where every time they lo- use a legendary resistance, some of their scales dissolve or fall off. Mm-hmm. And then when they've used all three, their AC goes down.
1: Okay, so that's a pretty uh, video game approach to it. actually. A little bit, yeah. right.
0: I'm not saying we have to do something exactly like that. Yeah. But maybe thinking about it in terms of that. Right. So physical needs.
1: Mm.
0: What are the physical needs of a demigod?
1: Well, you know, it's funny because as you were saying physical needs as we were going through it, I was thinking, well, again, I'm running it through my filter of gods, which always defaults to Greek. It's just the first one I think you, you okay. kind of learn about when you're a kid. Sure. I would say a physical need for like Dionysus was wine. Mm-hmm. and revelry and drinking so the phys- you think the physical needs should need to be tied to what That's, their that former... was my first thought when you said that. i like that because i was yeah. just
0: going to say that maybe their physical need is iliaster
1: okay i mean yes but i but my first thought was immediately well you know dionysus needed booze you know like he oh. needed that wine
0: well couldn't we combine both of sure. those so they have their needs so either or mm-hmm. maybe it's an either or thing maybe okay. maybe iliaster to gods is uh demigods in our world is like a heroine okay and yeah. it's it can sustain them. I'm not saying heroin can sustain so you, you, ladies can, and gentlemen. Right. Don't do heroin. <laughs> I'm saying maybe it is it is a substance that is. Well, here's the thing. Okay, so
1: I could eat, I guess, sugar cubes right mm-hmm. every day, and that would keep me going for a while. But it may right. not be the best way to get by. Right. What would be better is if I eat what a balanced nutritional diet of what I need. Right. It's right. junk food. It yeah.
0: technically can sustain them, but it's not good. It's a cosmic junk food right
1: yeah it'll keep you going and it will, it will kill you over you know, time if,
0: if you do it over time it'll kill it'll kill you it's like a last resort mm-hmm. sustenance yeah and I think relying on it should also affect them. For sure. Yeah, It yeah, should yeah, make yeah, them totally. worse. Mm-hmm. And they lose more of their sense of self. And they they become raw survival, and then they go
1: mad. Yeah. I also like the idea of a mad god just being pieces of those fractals that you were talking about that have just kind of gathered Glommed together on onto onto a And they're mad
0: because they have no unifying force. Yeah. Oh, they, <gasps> they have
1: just enough to exist, but it's like this... Oh, that refugee. could be its own different...
0: Like Maybe yeah. that's like a lower form of them. Yeah, just it's like, like they're... Blech. Yeah, I just... The, like, bottom, uh, like the, the bottom, yeah. <laughs> the liquid and leftover in the bar mat at the
1: end of the evening. Yeah, totally. You know, <laughs> just all these different pieces that fractal together. I'm going to write
0: a note and call that the bar mat demigod. <laughs> right. We're not doing that one right now, but that's a great idea. That's yeah, on the TBD. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so they are sustained through their need that is related to their definition as a god as it was. hmm Yeah. So a god of nightmares needs fear. Yeah, right. A god mm-hmm. of war needs battle uh has there ever been a god of anger i always see a god of well no because war isn't angry not always not always it sure can motivate so in brandon sanderson stormlight archives one of the splinters so uh, i talk about brandon sanderson a lot um because i just read a lot of stuff yeah the entire conceit of the cosmere the shared universe is that there was a god, mm-hmm. god called adonazium Adon- 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 and it was splintered into 16 shards Okay. And then these sixteen people picked up those shards and became lesser gods themselves. They're still cosmically powerful, and then okay. they all yeah. split up to go rule their own worlds. And one of them, the the quote unquote bad guy, the top bad guy that has been in many of the novels, has been Odium. Okay, which is hatred.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah.
0: And he, uh, Odium, often says that no, I'm passion. And because his, right. Brandon Sanderson is very philosophical about like, no, you can apply different. Philosophies to different things. You can say that you are um, odium, hatred, but what is no? I'm, I'm passion. It's just a different philosophical sense of seeing the same emotional sure. tapestry. Yeah, it's that everyone is a hero of their own story. Exactly, yeah. and that's exactly exactly what it is. So nothing to say. We can't have a god, a, a raging god. Yeah, you know, a god of a god of passion and anger.
1: Mm-hmm. That would be cool yeah i just never i don't i'm just trying to think i was like i don't usually see that as a thing it, mm-hmm. it's something we unconsciously avoid you know like, yeah. but i mean that's a pretty powerful force for sure yeah
0: would now if we were to do something like anger and passion would we
1: include other passionate um ideas in that well i almost wonder do we take a different and create like little uh bowls of emotion and then those are you know so you have anger, but maybe he works closely with war, or maybe he works close, you know, and mm-hmm. then that's what creates these amalgamated Because we things. have the
0: League of Supervillains in addition to the Congress of
1: Divinity. Well, no, because they, <laughs> well, you're talking about the them binding together. Right. But what if when they bind together, it's because they kind of hit... They have a sympathetic... They, exactly, right. They have a, a, a like almost a symbiotic relationship to that... Uh, power that they are endorsing
0: okay so our so the demigod then that we were the, theoretically if we were to use For this the, one yeah would be it again several different smaller fragments that have yeah. kind of sort of morphed together right okay yeah. okay so anger mm-hmm. what were because some of the, the other because
1: the congress itself would be a higher level than your standard free-roaming right i don't God. see this, is this one as this
0: guy's i don't imagine this entity not guy is,
1: yeah because the Congress of Divinities, I think, is going to fit more into what uh, a listener and or player or whatever is generally thinking of when they think of a god. Right. Right. Okay. Cool. they are on they're, the same page. They,
0: sure. the, one of the reasons the our evil ones here or, or our free-floating mm-hmm. ones are going to be so resentful is because they have to fight for the scraps from the table of the Congress of Divinity. Yeah. Who have managed to create a system where they're sustained. Mm-hmm. And they do good things. We are we are so enlightened and good, and we do good things. And look, we right. keep ourselves alive. What about us? Well, sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, for sure. Totally. Um, and I
1: love that. I love that idea that, you know, because I also like the idea that this Congress of Divinity has some level of contact with essentially a clergy structure mm-hmm. in the uh, up on the expanse type of city type clockworky type things, you know, Absolutely. because they're part of a system of control. Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay,
0: so we have anger, what else would it be a so we had a, a raging god that went in, so let's think about the gods that went together to form this creature okay, so there'd be anger.
1: um I guess you, we got to think of what we're traditionally thought of as more i suppose evil gods yeah well, war always gets thrown in there, but I don't want war yeah we um, want uh, I still love the idea that there that war is out there, yeah, you know, um nobody worships war remember we, yeah. we had that overall idea. nobody worships war in a world where you're they worship being. Successful in war, right? Because it's survival. Survival yeah. is the deal. Yeah. um Let's see. So I'm I, I just throw some out. I guess and we'll worry about it later. Jealousy.
0: Okay. Anger. Jealousy. Hatred.
1: I would consider anger and hatred. Hatred. Separate. I mean, you might murder. um, um I always love the idea of a god of murder. <laughs>
0: well, me too. It's cool. Yeah. Me too. there What's there? Um, to, what is there to stop? In if your conceit is, I use that word conceit a lot. If your conceit is that. Um, it is perception of mortals that create gods. Mm-hmm. You're going to have, a there, there's psychos out there, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? What other? Anger, type? jealousy, hatred, murder, um, cannibalism.
1: There you go. The God of cannibalism. Uh, but he's part of this aspect of, you know, maybe these should all be pieces that are part of a darker, less specific God that everyone thinks of. Right, that's that's okay. sort of what I'm thinking. Right. Like, okay. I'm, I'm just sort of like spitballing. There. I'm getting there in reverse, but I get I get what you're saying. Uh, so there's we're not going to call this thing God. the God of the Dark God, the Light God, exactly. and he's comprised of these pieces. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it, got it. Got he is
0: yep. he. We're going to use he. Yeah. I'm just going to use he because <laughs> he's evil. So because gender as we were norms. saying earlier, obviously. Although right. we could upend it, right? So that's why in um what is it in uh, Good Omens? War is a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, right. the redhead on the motorcycle. Oh, She's a war correspondent reporter. <laughs> yeah, uh, so clever. Uh, well, uh, my favorite one of that is famine being a diet food salesman.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was in, he the, sells that diet was in food. the book because what was he replaced pestilence because antibiotics exactly depowered pestilence. Yep. That's right. Uh, no, that was pollution. Was it? Yeah, pollution. Pollution replaced. Okay. Yeah, the original are pestilence, famine, war, and death. But antibiotics took out pestilence. Yeah, that was the thing. Okay. So anger, uh, jealousy, hatred, revenge? murder come camell- out revenge. Uh, wrath uh, is that different. Wrath anger? is anger. Okay. Um all right. I mean that's yeah, a good That's plenty. So
0: those are so let's say that there's a bunch of smaller, lesser deity fragments mm-hmm. that all in order to survive come together. Now, I think that okay, so now they they thrive on negative acts and emotions. Yep. That's what they feed on. Just yep. in general, this is gonna come down to negative acts and emotions. I'm gonna flip my page, keep taking notes. So negative actions and emotions. That's what they feed on. Yeah. They can also feed on Iliaster, which makes them even worse than they already are. Yes. This can be awful.
1: Which motivates the other gods to maintain that particular balance. Oh, yeah. Because if these guys, these guys in particular have reached this point where we've drawn them, where we've invited them into this Congress so that we can keep an eye on them because we feel if unchecked, mm-hmm. you know, two different And I don't feel
0: like this this entity would welcome any sort of interaction with the right. Congress because they would, they would stop it from doing what it wants to do. Right. So I feel like other gods would actually seek out to destroy this god. Demigod. Right. Demigod. Every right. time I say god, I mean demigod listeners. Fair enough. All right. So its physical need feeds on negative acts and emotions in aliaster. Mm. It's safety needs. What does it need to stay safe for its long-term survival? Well, if the other Congress of Divinity, the other Congress of demigods... But I no- still
1: feel like you should have a place at the table. You think? Yeah.
0: Um, because... Well, I, gods are unknown, <clears throat> so they might do that kind of
1: crap. Right. They're not humans. Right. <coughs> They're not humans. So I like the idea that that if people... Who show up and worship at these, you know, temples? Um, would I don't know. I'm working that out right now. I just like the idea of them showing up. At the, okay. Because my favorite is always in the Book of Job. In the Book of Job, when yeah, God and Satan are having a conversation, yeah, I love that. They're like yeah. having dinner, and it's like, hey, you know what? I bet there's somebody that would curse your name. <laughs> yeah, oh. the hell you say. <laughs> you know, I, I just always love that concept. Okay, so then there's safety needs. We know when you're not here, you're up to no good. But when you're in our house, we have rules, right? And you like maintaining the power you have because if the because in particular in the dark god's case if those gods that have kind of fused together if they kind of reached the pinnacle of what they were they know full well that if they separate they're going to be lesser mm-hmm. you know maybe they have had this taste well I'm,
0: I'm i already was thinking about we should have like a lot of internal conflict right? because they will
1: compete with one another mm-hmm. or try to you know they would create little alliances because one can feed into the other i mean everyone's right. looking for murders Murder and revenge are probably top tier, and every other one of those is trying to curry their. Well, you favor. can't have murder without hatred. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I I make you greater, and you know mm-hmm. they kind of get stuck in their own stuff. Yeah, but they're all still base emotions. So the idea that they go off on their own and lose what they have at this point, even if they were forced to take this power, forced to take this position, mm-hmm. but if they go off, they you know they're still afraid. Yeah, you know what if I lose what I have now?
0: All right, so for a safety need, if they're safe in there. But I also feel like they should be worried about other entities trying to destroy them,
1: right? Because base, because um, they're they're representations of a lot of base emotions and base reactions. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a desperate world, there's going to be a lot of competition for things that can gain strength, right? You know, cause, sure. Uh, so yeah,
0: there are the. So they maintain their safety needs by by so ball. by playing ball With and. The- and but it's still time. Their need. Well, it's going to be. That's going to come right. directly in contact as as, with their. You know what I've been needs. finding really
1: difficult with this particular aspect of lore is I like want to write a story, right? You know, and I I have to. in you know, in, in that's not the point, right? <laughs> you know, but it's hard. So it's but safety. Yeah.
0: It's it's safety needs is we're still a little bit squiffy on. Yeah. Um. Its community needs or belonging. I. The community need is. It's always, one of the things that should be, again, it, maybe it's limited by the fact that it can't even get along with itself.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: So its community is it's constantly its trying enemy. to get itself in order so it can achieve its yep. full potential. Yeah, I like that. Um, self-conflict. hmm Prestige needs. This is where it sows its thing, right? hmm This is where, no, my prestige needs. I need to be feared. Yep. I need I need to, to walk in the wake of death, murder, revenge, chaos, and rage. Mm-hmm. And I need to, to I need, I need wrath as my cloak and murder as, as the road I walk. Yeah. Yeah. And all the other gods are like, slow your roll. Yeah. It happens naturally. If it happens naturally, that's okay. But don't like go making it.
1: No. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: So that could be it. Like if it happens naturally, the other gods are like, mortals do these things. Yeah. And it wants more. Right. That could be the, 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 one of the conflicts. Like, no, you get the natural amount of wrath that
1: the people do. Right, but well, don't it, go out there trying you know, to make no, more I'm, of it. I'm picturing somebody like essentially coming into a temple and praying to the divinities, these gods and demigods, the Congress, and praying to them for guidance because they feel so angry at their neighbor. Mm-hmm. And you know, you have kind of like a peaceful, charitable one going. Oh, well, you know, they should kind do of this. Reaching but down with this kind of vibe, like, oh, maybe do this, and they're like, no, kill him. Yeah, you know, and I you just get ah, yeah, exactly. Tear, flesh, rend, rip. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um.
0: And then creative personal needs. Really creative murders. Sure. Like Hannibal Lecter in the show Hannibal Murders. Serial killer yes. convention. Exactly.
1: Yep. So this is a cool... This is a cool... It's getting there, yeah. It's getting it's, there. It's, it's um, getting together as we do it, I think. Yeah.
0: So I think we're at about time. Okay. I'm guessing a little bit. So if, ladies and gentlemen, if this episode is a little bit shorter, it's just because I'm dealing with the technical difficulties that have thrown yeah. off my clock. Um, But I think we need to pick up here... Mm-hmm. maybe with a little bit more formalized information about yeah. this being.
1: I, you know, we definitely uh, kind of took a minute to get there, but now I think we have some direction. So next episode is going to be a lot easier to stay mm-hmm. focused in, in, in on this. I'll read this article, have a better understanding as we go.
0: And who knows whether it'll be named. Right. Because that's our biggest hurdle. Right. Everything else we're learning, is fine.
1: Someday our first live podcast show is going to be uh, Naming Fest. <laughs> And we'll just have all Patreon show. Oh, up yeah. We'll just have live poll we after live poll for that hours. Would that would be a lot of fun. actually. <laughs> so
0: just uh, let's before we before we wrap up, let's mm-hmm. I do want to just touch base and talk through yeah. the the stats line for a level twenty two creature. So now level twenty two that means that the other Congress the head table yeah. is going to be higher than twenty two. So maybe we should drop down a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Like twenty. Sure. Or twenty one. Okay. Let's let's look at twenty. Just we're not locked in. so a a challenge rating 20 monster would have an armor class of 19 okay base armor class base hit points of 315 a proficiency bonus of plus six and an ability bonus of plus five which if i do my math correctly would be a plus 13 Mm -hmm. on most of their stuff four attacks 105 damage points per round an easy dc of 16 and a hard dc of 21 okay that already in my head doesn't sound that
1: tough it depends on how many people are how many adventurers well and that and one of
0: the things that's really important to me when we develop this is i feel like a lot of the monsters that i especially when i'm doing them on my own for games i feel like i always end up with things that just punch you know yeah well
1: you know so for a candle keep game there's so many cooks in the kitchen there mm -hmm. just punch is a lot easier to keep track of when you have so many people yeah if it was again if it was a four-player adventure i i think that when we do um even Strad, which is just five, right? Right. I feel that uh, I feel that the monster you, you do pull off getting the monsters to do more.
0: Yeah, they should do interesting things. Yeah, is the the idea. I just right. don't want them to be like, oh, plus five, you do this many points of damage. Right. I don't want every attack to be a punch. I want I want there to be some really weird. This one should have a lot of corruption. This one should corrupt people. Okay. Yeah. So. Totally. That's why maybe it's like less powerful. It's not like directly confrontational. Well, it's- especially
1: if you're fighting something that has an aspect to inspire murder. Mm-hmm. And you're now, do you have to do a will save mm-hmm. at a certain point against turning
0: bloodthirsty? And yeah, like this is like this is Jack the Ripper. Right. And
1: well, you know, I guess we should take the approach of like, OK, so I'm picturing this god, and I'm watching the movie or I'm watching the TV show and they're fighting this thing. What does it look like?
0: It's shadows in the alleys
1: of Point Reach right like it's
0: like shadow up the wall mm-hmm. no get it shoot and then it's gone yeah. and then it like ducks into the different shadows like a little girl like what are you doing and then mm-hmm. like her shadow goes yeah and it's and then it re-manifests like that way i think darkness and shadow is going to be just part and parcel of this sure um and again don't i don't have any ideas yet about you know gender presentation because i feel like basically it should not right I, see
1: that's see again that's where we run into it. so that is a I don't want it to be a big male that is a philosophical a big black stance. black
0: right. colored shadow colored male entity that has like claw hands and just slashes things that's what I don't want
1: okay I don't know I don't maybe know. we can make him a centaur how about a squirrel person exactly a squirrel he's centaur a, he's a squirrel yeah <laughs>
0: And on that note, I think that, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) that we are out of time. Yeah,
1: that is all of our time today, for today. Uh, Thank you again for listening and supporting the show. Speaking of supporting the show, if you could rate and subscribe. It really helps us out. Yes, please do. On and Apple Podcasts, you can write Apple right Podcasts, away. On Podcasts, you can write right away. But we right would away. encourage you to listen a bunch. And, and you're going to want to well when you listen. Yeah, exactly. But every podcast says that. And when you have your own podcast, you will find out, yeah, that's actually true. The rate and subscribe does really help shows a lot. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting because I use Google Podcasts, mm-hmm. but
0: I listen to each of our shows multiple times before it even airs as I edit. Mm-hmm and then i generally don't listen to it once it comes out. i hardly I, ever do i can't rate our podcast
1: <laughs> oh that's funny yeah i you know what i can't on spotify yet yeah because i i it's listen like, to you it. have to listen to more i'm like yeah i was driving damn you i was driving uh 55 minutes last night so i was like oh i'll listen to our old episode or our last episode so i'm fresh for today. That. but that's a rare time when i do that because i listen to a lot of great podcasts so. mm-hmm. yep um but yes, so thank you for supporting us. We appreciate it. And for more information or to peruse our latest drafts and or creations, visit our website at www.fourthpillarofplay.com, All spelled out. Where you can also, uh, where you can also follow us our message us on Twitter or Instagram. Um, so thank you again, and we look forward to creating more with you.